Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Joining Tom Souter, it's Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com. We are here. You are there. He is not only a uh, Hawk supporter, he's a fanatic. Fanatic. Yeah. Not just a supporter, not just a friend Hawks, of the Hawks. Hawks fanatics. <laughs> Plural. Plural. Yeah. <laughs> we got LeVar Woods calling in at 9.15. Okay. So get your special teams questions ready to go. And I look forward to this. Um, as we creep closer and closer to football, as you guys know, much to your joy, I will be sleeping in a hotel tomorrow night. So. <laughs> There'll be things crawling. I'm just hoping over. you crawl it all over you, Pat. <laughs> just crawling up and down. Yeah. I'm just hoping you're able to get some kind of information. It's going to be hard. That we can well, talk about. Well, there'll be some, but the thing is, like Tyrone Tracy's one of the players. We just had a press conference with him like ten days yeah. ago. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could ask him more about name, image, and likeness. So I was thinking I'm going to have a colonoscopy down at the hotel, just not voluntarily. You know? <laughs> There's going to be stuff crawling up there from the sheets. Gives so. you something to look forward to. Yes. Well, I mean, it's another step back to normalcy, I guess. But, man, to hear the news, this COVID stuff, it's, I'm still not convinced that we're not going to be wearing masks again some, at some point. Well, you know. I'm well, maybe not, not in this state with our governor. I mean, I think, um, but I think some places may make you start wearing the masks well, again, and which possible. is a shame. Ridiculous. Well, they're doing yeah, it in L.A., aren't they? Yes. We could have alleviated this twice now. We could have alleviated it when it first happened yep. under Trump. And, uh, you know, if we would have just done what scientists said to do. Just get vaccinated. And it's we free. Could, yeah, yes. we could alleviate it now. It's but free. The longer you don't get vaccinated, the more people that get uh, this variant, there'll be other variants. I'm not sure. convinced we're not going to have games Cancel well, no, you're right. I mean, look what's I, happening I com- with the Olympics. I had completely washed that from my mind. No, look what's happening with the Olympics. Sure. Hello. Hey, good morning. Hey, I have a quick question for you guys. Yeah. You guys live by Scott Boulevard. I just got back into town and I saw a sign saying Scott Boulevard will be closed starting next Tuesday. Yeah, they're doing the, the roundabout. Is that going to be or the whole thing or what? I'm not sure how much of it's it going to be. Scott Boulevard closed. Starting 6 a.m. on the 20. I think well, they're the building a roundabout. They're building yeah. a roundabout at the corner of Scott and. Um, yeah, I saw them kind of framing it. It looks like they got to rip the whole hill down, but. Right. Hey, huh. Well, that's I, what it, it is. It just said Scott Boulevard closing, and then, it usually it says you know till like August 1st. Yeah. Well, we've we've saying, answered no. we've answered your question, <laughs> and uh, yeah. there's a roundabout <laughs> being built, and it'll be done when it's done. Yeah. It's and it's a be, mess. <laughs> it's got to be closed. <laughs> And it's a mess over there. Yeah. And yeah, t- take a different route. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's going to be closed. All the, I think they're just going to shut it down because there's really no way. If 
you're gonna, gonna, you yeah. got to close it from all the way down to yeah they're going to just shut it down yeah and just you're not going to have any access then people will say what about by uh, act and stuff um, my guess is they will not shut the stuff north of rochester my guess will stay open I would you think. Think, there's no reason to shut that part down no and there's no reason to shut it down by court avenue either I think it'll be shut down from Court Avenue all the way down to Highway Six. Court Street, to Court you, Street, yeah, Court Street to, to, and you know that's significant. Now I got to start going the long way to come here, back around Sycamore and through another roundabout. I mean, yeah, it'll be close to through traffic. If you live in the area, you're going to be able to get to your place. I would think. I would think, but well, yeah, they make yeah, they'll, they'll but make if them. not. I'm, is there? Yeah, there's ways for those people to get oh, out. Yeah. There's still oh, yeah. ways. I've seen times where they don't, though. They shut. Yeah. It. There may be a um, couple days. You knew this was inevitable. I mean, there were, at some point, you knew Scott Boulevard was going to be shut down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty significant what they're doing. I just wish they'd get it done. It I is very significant. I do too. I mean, I I just don't understand them. That one at Sycamore, I sort of see that one. They they're doing them by schools because they believe they obviously must believe that traffic slows. They're out. traffic calmers. Yeah. Yes. And yep. and they, they're all built close to schools, which I get, so I'm not going to sit here and rip the city for building roundabouts, but, man, it's a major. Oh, I'm not going to rip them. I'm not rip them. I'm not ripping well, them. them. Just, I, personally, I hate them. I drain don't the, get them. Drain the local swamp. That's what you're thinking of doing, right? <laughs> well, now, the roundabout on Scott Boulevard and American Legion isn't close to any. Well, Robert Lucas kind of, but it's not really that close. Which one are you talking about? The one they're building. Well, there's that new school right down the hill. Where Rob House kids go? Oh, yeah. the new Hoover. Is well, that... whatever it is, it's right down the hill on the, the street. It's probably maybe a half a mile down the hill. That's why. They're that's probably why. Yeah, yeah okay. that's that's that brand new nice school just right there, and I mean the one by what's the school we drive by on Sycamore uh, coming out here? Is that Roosevelt? Uh, we no. drove no. What we go it? by two actually. Uh, Grant Wood uh, Alexander. and Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, so I mean, but yeah, Scott Boulevard, stay off it and just. It'll get done, like Tom said, when it gets done. Yeah, and hopefully sooner rather than later. Okay, now back to the bureaucracy. Let's go. What do you got? What were you saying? Well, you you can't talk into the side. What were you saying about the, you were saying something about it. It was something part of a deep-rooted conspiracy. I wasn't saying anything of the sort. Hey, have we talked? Have we asked Lavar about uh, Kinnick, about the band? I don't believe we have. I don't have. believe we no, have either. Well, I don't think we've, have we had Lavar on? I don't think so. No, so... Uh, um, I think you're confusing him with LeVar Burton. Well, who we also haven't had, <laughs> we on. Haven't had on. <laughs> or Richard Burton. <laughs> if you had him on now, that'd be quite a... That would be a coup. <laughs> Although I could see the ghost of Richard Burton calling in here, couldn't you? I didn't know yeah. much about him, though. What would the ghost say? What would he, What was Richard Burton? He was married to Elizabeth Taylor, wasn't he? To be or not to be. Oh, God. Wasn't he married to Elizabeth Taylor? Yes. Okay. Several times. <laughs> yeah. Weren't we all... <laughs> but yeah, Lavar is going to be calling in right around nine fifteen, and then I mean we got Big Ten luncheon starts tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. I'm I'm bringing. I mean I'm vaccinated, but that says to if you're not vaccinated, you have to have masks. But you also have to. I think they want us to have proof of that. And I got. I'm going to bring my card. I'm going to bring my mask. Oh, I'm, you bet. I'm just going yeah. to. You know. I mean. And hell, if there's enough. Would to- you be supportive of? You can't get into Kinnick unless you have, show your, that you're completely yeah, vaccinated. That's a slippery slope. Part of, part of me, yes. Other part of me, no. Well, they won't do that. They won't do the it. Cause then, but then you got to, it just throws a bone to the drain the swamp, the woke, the, the just the people that, conspiracy theorists, government control, next thing they're going to be in your closet taking your guns. And I don't want to hear that crap. I don't want to hear more of that. 
And I think it'll just fuel that, don't you? If they did that? Well, it probably would, but it would also protect the people I, in Kinnick. That's, that's the part. Yes, common sense yeah, tells me. Protect the players. Yes, yeah. protect the players. Protect every Hell, protect the old folks that are going to be in Kinnick Stadium. The players are probably the, the best equipped to fight it anyway. I'm talking about the old folks and the people that just won't get vaccinated at this point unless you have a good excuse. Now, there are some people physically that they... I guess they can't do it, right? They're, that they might be at risk uh, if they get there's vaccinated. There's a few of those, but most of this is political. Well, Bonnie, uh, yeah, there's can't example. do it. Yeah. Which I'm sure she's a, not alone. An immune, you know. But isn't most of this political? Well, some people are just vaccine conspiracists anyway, long yes, before it yeah. became political. But a lot of this is political, don't you think? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah, 90% of isn't it. Isn't it a lot of this just to own the libs kind of? This yeah. Sort of, yeah. yeah. And I just think that's ridiculous. If it fit. You know, I don't want to start to have to well, wear a mask again and play, cover games in empty stadiums. The last two days, uh, Fox uh, News, uh, both the news people and now the pundits uh, are saying get vaccinated. My guess is they've got threat of being sued. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, this yeah, is Hannity a lawyer was, thing. Because, Hannity was begging them the other night. Yeah, to get vaccinated. Hey, disregard what I've said for the last nine months. Get <laughs> yeah. vaccinated. I mean, yeah. I yeah. just if it impacts Big Ten football, which I selfishly look through my narrow window, that's going to piss me off because we well, could have we're all this. it's part of getting back to normalcy. We want our our diversions. Yes, we, we just people, want life to be back to normal again. We, yes, and you know if it's if we can't go to the football games and stuff like that, then we're not even close to being. Are you back guys to looking at what's going on in the state of Missouri? Yeah, yeah Missouri's a mess. Yeah, yeah. And it's twenty-five to to fifty-four. I'm not sure if I even double even with my both shots. I'm not sure if I'd go to a football game at Missouri Stadium. You remember how many people in there could be unvaccinated? I mean, and it's ridiculous. Well, look at the twenty percent of those hospitalized uh, are uh, that have COVID are Florida, and he's he fought tooth and nail against and the cruise it. industry yeah. uh, to yeah. require, and finally the court said. The cruise industry can require what they want. You don't have anything to say over. But I mean, and this guy's, you know, if Trump doesn't run, this guy's uh, the second in line. You know, Santos. and student athletes now, I'm not, I, I worry too that we may have let our guard down too soon. Not to, not to the fault yeah. of the people that let the guard down, but I think the people that did. I don't think Iowa student athletes are being tested anymore on a daily basis. I'll, well, I'm, well we let's can, ask him. We can ask LeVar. I mean, I... I, I worry that we've let our guard down because a lot of people did get vaccinated. And we are, I mean, things are, I mean, you saw there were 65,000 people outside Milwaukee Arena last night for the Bucks game, and mm. the arena inside was had 20,000. There's yeah. 80,000 people packed in there. And yeah. you know that they're not all vaccinated. No, and not I do worry close. from a sports, of course you do from a health and all that, but we're here to talk sports. I'm still not convinced that we're over the hill yet with sports. We're not, and it, you can't separate the two right no, now. No, you can't. They, they are intertwined whether we want them to be or not. And your poster child for that right now is the Olympics. Yep. It is a cluster. Oh, yeah. yeah they're dropping, seriously dropping like flies they are. as far as competition. And the, the arenas are already going to be empty. Yeah. 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 It just wasn't a good idea to do it this year. No, it wasn't. And But there, it's all about the TV contracts. Without question. And it's all about that money. Because without that, you know, a lot of these. Units can't function. It's not going to be the same, though, without fans. No. It's just no, not. Of course not. It's just not. Well, reference back to uh, football last year. Yeah, it, was, it was creepy. Yes, it was. Yeah, they're going to run, uh, say they're going to run uh, 
soundtrack, cheering soundtrack. Yeah. You know, See that, run, but that doesn't run the theme work. song of Rocky as they're right as they're round <laughs> yeah. the final turn. You know, uh, but I it's just depressing. It's because it, we it doesn't have to be this way. No, we were winning. Well, yeah. in this county, we're winning, and I'm so but glad then, I got. I wouldn't wear. I wouldn't. You know, Lynn County uh, is pretty close. Quad City Washington's a cluster. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody. Maybe this is Lavar. We'll see. But yeah, no, that's definitely something we can address with him. Yeah, definitely. Hello. Hi, this is LeVar Woods calling uh, for Pat Hardy. Hey, good morning, LeVar. The Tom Suter, Pat Hardy, and Captain Steve is at the helm here. Uh, how how right. things for LeVar today? Yeah, everything's good. No no complaints. So, so LeVar, right right now this time, what, what is the focus? Obviously, we got Big Ten Media Day starting tomorrow. It's, it's getting closer and closer. But what are you, what, what's kind of the daily things that you're doing right now in preparation for the start of the preseason? Yeah, so currently the players are, are training, right? They're in a heavy training mm-hmm. phase right now. Uh, and then obviously the Big Ten media is coming up this weekend, as you, as you talked about. Uh, you know, most coaches right now are trying to reconnect with their families and, and uh, got a little bit of off time uh, right now. So doing a little bit of traveling and uh, trying to be a dad. Uh, right now, and that's the, the main focus. Everyone just getting geared up for the season. I mean, July's always – I mean, I know I've talked to Kirk in the past. He says July's always been kind of the month where everyone gets away for a while. I mean, the, the, obviously, the, it's a dead period in recruiting right now too, right? It is. It is, yeah. So definitely uh, time to get away. I actually just rolled in last night about midnight, uh, coming back from going up to see my mom and sister up in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and then cut back through northwest Iowa where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I'm a high school coach, and uh, – Kind of just drove through the cornfields, taking some back roads uh, to get onto Highway 20. I know the area I lived oh, in. Oh yeah, I lived in head. I lived in Sheldon back in 1987 for about six months. Okay. So, so yeah, I know there. We used to go to um, Spencer for entertainment. If that's oh yeah, <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> we would drive on Friday that's night. A hard life right there. <laughs> yes. Now we would go to Okaboji. There's a lot of you know Okaboji. No, Okaboji. I'm great. sure Lavar, you've been to Okaboji a few times, haven't you? I have, yeah. I used to run a camp up there. Oh, that's right. I, I remember that. That's right. Well, well, listen, f- football-wise, I was thinking coming in here, you know, you're, you're developing this reputation as a special teams coach, and deservedly so, and I'm just kind of curious. I know you did. How much when you were a player, like, did you focus on special teams? How important it was to you? Because I, I remember playing football. Yeah, to be on special teams, was it was, it was part of it, but it, sometimes I always thought it got overlooked. But just how much, how serious did you take special teams when you were playing high school, college, and the NFL? Yeah, high school uh, barely even knew what it was. That's what I thought. Um, and then other than, you know, my sophomore year, I got to run down on kickoff and return kicks and had fun doing that. But uh, then once I got to college, to be honest, like I didn't think about it at all okay. um, in college. And then once I got to the NFL, I, my mind, my mind uh, completely shifted. And I, I realized that that's how I was going to make it in the NFL. And that's how I was going to, um, you know, carve out a, carve out a, a career. So that's when my focus started to shift the special teams and learn the nuances of it. And, uh, you know, seeing how it affected wins and losses within, within games and within seasons. And it became a big part of my life. Coach, how concerned are you with with the way that the rules are changing and with the uh, head injuries and so? How concerned are you that special teams not only are changing, but eventually they may uh, get rid of punts and kickoffs, et cetera? Do you think? Are you concerned about that? I my only concern is more so from the change in the makeup of a football game and mm-hmm. a football uh, team, and uh, I think when you you start talking about 
cutting out uh, kickoffs and cutting out kick returns, you start talking about cutting out roles for people mm-hmm. and uh, the ability to, to actually develop as a football player. I would argue, and I think a lot of people that have played a lot of special teams will argue that it's more difficult to try to tackle someone in the open field on a kickoff or a punt than it is within the scheme of a defense. Sure, sure. So a lot of it is you're really developing players to become full-time defensive players or full-time offensive players. And so that would be the concern. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of concern about uh, injuries and mm-hmm. head injuries and things like that. And, you know, personally I would really like to see that that data, but that's they're not going to include me on those uh, – <laughs> on those uh, calls or those studies, so you know, I'd have to see it for to really believe it. And I know from my personal experience, um, from a playing experience, and that's what I did for a living. Um, I I can't say that. So okay, um, you know, I wonder. Uh, that is what it is. Um, Caleb Shudek, when we were talking to Kirk at a press conference, um, if spring or summer, I can't remember which one specifically, but when his name came up you could just tell that Kirk has no worry at all. I mean, sometimes coaches will say stuff publicly and they're saying it to, but he seems convinced. I mean, you guys are replacing one of the greatest kickers in the history of the Iowa football with Keith Duncan. Yet there doesn't seem to be a concern. And to me, that's not disrespect to Keith. That's respect to Caleb. Is that kind of how you look at this? I would agree with you totally. And um, I would, I would echo what you feel like uh, you got from coach Ferentz that I'm totally confident in Caleb Shudak. I think I feel like Caleb's, confident i think his teammates are confident in him i think keith duncan is confident in caleb as well and you know those two went back and forth every day for three years and uh, i think they both know what they're capable of doing and uh you're just excited for caleb to have his time and his turn and really look forward to seeing him this year coach did you think that uh tory taylor was going to be as good as he was last year and what what a weapon to have yeah he, he's been uh he's been fun to work with and fun to have and uh, definitely saw the leg talent uh, when I went over there to Australia to see him, and um, you could definitely see that part of it. I think more so the concerns or the questions were going to be how would he develop and uh, develop and assimilate to the American uh, game, mm-hmm. American football, and then also um, you know being away from home. It's not as if he's uh, you know it's not as if he's five hours away, <laughs> or six hours away like I was growing up. He's a, he's a twenty-six hour plane trip away. Yeah. Uh, and it's a completely different world, not to mention that he came here in the middle of a global pandemic <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of things that were going on within within the country with, you know, social injustice and things that were going on within our with our own program and within college football. And, uh, you know, he came in at a really wild time. Um, so those are some of the concerns. But he's been really fun to work with. He's not only an incredible player, but he's an incredible human being. And, I'm so anxious for people to really get to know Tory Taylor and people to really get to see the side that we see of him every day. Because I think once you do that, I think people are really going to understand what kind of guy we're dealing with. Just before you uh, called in, Coach, uh, we were talking about uh, the effect of COVID and uh, rearing its ugly head yet again. Um, what? What? Uh, how often are you testing the player? Are you testing them at all? And how much of a concern is this seeing with what's going on with the Olympics? How much of a concern is it that, that we're going to have to empty our stadiums again? You know, personally, I haven't given much thought uh, to it because um, I haven't been paying that close of attention. Just been trying to, like I said, reconnect with, with my uh, family. But, you know, as far as COVID, we're testing the, the players uh, that are not vaccinated, get tested oh, weekly. Uh, okay. Um, so the 
players that are vaccinated are they don't have to follow those protocols. Um, but you know, I I I know this. I know that that people are very anxious to play football and people are very anxious to watch football. Yes. Yep. Um, so my guess is it's going to go on, and uh, we've all kind of seen how to do it last year. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't easy at all for anybody, and we probably you know were able to overcome it a little bit better than some other oh, without question other conferences and other other teams, but. Um, it's just another another thing that's potential obstacle that we've got to overcome. Back to Tory Taylor. Um, obviously, yeah. he's four or five years older than a typical mm-hmm. freshman. In a way, did that help? I mean, he seemed really mature when we spoke to him. I mean, like you said, being away from home, it's a big deal. But 22, 23 years old, he seemed equipped to handle it. Yeah, he, 20, you, you're much different at 22 than you are at yeah. 18. Yeah. And yeah. I, think, sure. I think everyone knows that. Uh, but I think that certainly helped him uh, the, make the transition. But, you know... I think uh, kudos to Tory and, and his family, and his family is unbelievable, and I cannot wait for them to get across the, the pond to come here and see him and see his life here and then see uh, what America's like. They are, they are chomping at the bit. They're so anxious to get here uh, as well. But, again, going back, he's just an incredible human being. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I think as he starts to come out of his shell a little bit more publicly and a little bit in the media, I think everyone's going to get a chance to really see him and know why we really like Tory Taylor here. You know, his recruiting, I was thinking, my longest plane flight's either from to Padre Island or to Los Angeles. I, I've heard you talk about that a little bit, but LeVar, you said, was it 26 hours straight you spent? Or not, well, yeah. Tw- the trip was 26 hours, yeah. The trip was 26 hours. How, what was the longest flight of the trip? Was that like a 15-hour set? How, I mean, what do you so do? Here was the trip. Okay. Here was the trip, okay? From Cedar Rapids to Minneapolis. Okay. Okay, Minneapolis to San Francisco. Okay. San Francisco, there was a four-hour, I had a seven-hour layover, I think, seven, yes. eight-hour layover, so I was able to catch three-quarters of the NFC Championship game with uh, George uh, Kittle okay. and the 49ers beat the the um, Green Bay Packers. It just worked out perfectly, so I was able to catch part of that. And then, so that, that seven-hour layover, and then it was 15 straight from wow. mm. uh, San Francisco to Melbourne. And that was in a middle seat in coach. Oh, <laughs> so, oh my uh, God. Yeah. But look what but you it, got. It was, yeah, look what we got. So, no, that's um, a great it was, story. It was a long trip and landed at I think eight o'clock in the morning, something like that. And when you say the middle seat was it crowded enough oh to where God. there was nowhere to it move? Was, I, I'm not the smallest guy. No, um, I'm definitely not the biggest guy. I'm definitely not the smallest, and I was crammed in there pretty good. Wow. Oh my God, what but, a nightmare! Because yeah, you can't move at all. I mean, and I'm not that big, but I can only imagine how hard it was for you and. You just feel like you're a sardine. Yeah, it was, it, but it was it was definitely worth it. And you know the the flight attendants took great care of us and served great food and all that stuff on the on the on the plane. And I I actually um, there's a show called Billions that I used to watch on on uh, I think it's Showtime. And my wife canceled that subscription, so we didn't have it. Um, so I kind of lost track of that and then got reconnected on the on the plane okay. for 15 hours to watch a bunch of episodes. So, so um, with a punter like Tory, how many times did you have to see him punt in person where you're like, yep, this guy's definitely, we, he's got what we need? Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd been watching him and saw a tape of him and then did a, uh, a FaceTime workout, you know, got a chance to watch mm-hmm. him. It, the, the thing that's difficult when you're watching that on tape or on, on, a, on a FaceTime workout like that is you can't really quite get the feel can't slow things down and you can't quite see his footwork his drop you know the things that you need to do when you evaluate a punter 
Um, and then also, there's always the concern that the measurements aren't quite the same. Um, the metric system isn't uh, the same over there as it is as it's mm-hmm. here. So is he really punting this thing 55 yards? Mm-hmm. Is the thing that you try to get is the, the hang time. Um, but then when you see it in person, it's a completely different animal, a completely different different deal. So, um, but you know, just that, that one time, you the first time you ever see Tory live and in person on the grass, you can tell he's different. So, how much better can he get? Uh, he's got a lot, of, a lot of room for growth. I think he can get better. He knows that. Um, he has yet to really punt a traditional spiral uh, in a game. You talked about that. Everything you've been seeing has been end over end punts, and mm-hmm. his spirals are unbelievably beautiful. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think now you'll see a more confident kid and a more confident player, and I uh, look forward to seeing him here on uh, in the in the in the season. Now, the other piece with that is you think about some of the obstacles he overcame. He didn't come in in July and then August in the first game, September first, like most kids do. Right? He came in, he got here uh, in September, October. And then he got the back half of of the Big Ten season as far as weather goes. That's right. So that's what he was. That's what he was dealing with all all year as well. Now that's a good point. I had not thought about that, but yeah. And now he's going to get to punt in front of fans. Is that something you have to talk to him about, or is he mature enough? Does he have an idea of what to expect? I mean, he punted in empty stadiums last year. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned with it. I, I think, especially now after he's had the opportunity to uh, shake some of those cobwebs mm-hmm. and, and and the nerves. I think he'll. I think it'll, he'll actually feed off of it. And uh, Tori is an incredibly competitive person, and I think you know that that extra boost of having fans in the stands will help him. You know, every head coach talks about special teams. I mean, it's one of the three phases you have mm-hmm. to try to. But it seems that like Kirk really he's always gone out of his way, at least with the media, to say, "Man, special teams are really important. We have a history of playing in close games. We need to be good on special teams." Is that uh, just talk about kind of how he inspires you that way? Because I'm sure, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not saying he's a hands-on coach. He lets you do your thing, but you know that he special teams are big to him, and he's gonna he expects you know results. There, there's no doubt, and and uh, with Coach Ferentz, I think most everyone after 22 years has figured out like what he says is what he means mm-hmm. and uh, there's no bs with coach Ferentz. and uh, i remember you know being 20 years old and he's talking to the um, talking to our team when he first took over the program about the importance of special teams and uh, he lives it he breathes it and it shows up in in the commitment that that he has um, to it and that the program has to it and so it's fun to work uh, for a guy like that because i know i've talked to other people who you know, maybe their head coaches don't quite believe the same and don't believe you need to put as much time in uh, in that phase of in that phase of the game. But it's you know, coaches coach France is the best and it's great to work for him and and uh, be involved with them every day. Well when you see it, Lavar, I mean Iowa does play in close games. I mean I mean that they just gotta hit yeah, you guys have a history of doing that and so I mean look, I think of Keith Duncan Nebraska. I mean a huge difference. Nebraska yeah. fans hate him because he you know, he <laughs> took he, you know, and, and um that and I remember what Keith said one time we were interviewing him about you know it was during nineteen when he's having his great great the consensus All American season he's like guys I have to be good every day in practice because Caleb shoot if I'm not Shudik's going to beat me out because you guys don't understand how close we are and I'm that made an impression on me here's this guy who's making All American kick but he kept talking about how good the backup was pushing him just how important was that that's exactly it and I think it's very important I think uh, you know Keith feed it off Caleb and Caleb feeds off Keith and um, I think that's our room in general and those are just two guys you're talking about we've also got it 
with uh, Aaron Blom and and wanted to ask you about them and, and Lucas Amaya right now. You know they they feed off that competition. They know that when we come into the building every day, we're all competing. And I, I tell players this: the first meeting of every spring football and every fall camp, that their job is to make it hard uh, for me, and uh, my job is to make it hard for them, so that we get to the game, we get to the season, that the games are easy. And you know the other thing that we all have to understand is. Um, every day, my job is to find the best player uh, possible mm-hmm. for the for the position, and Coach Ferentz's job is to find the best coach possible for that position. So, as long as we understand that we've all got to be working and all got to be trying to be our best, then there should be no problem. Well, Coach, of course, recruiting is is so important coming off the last class the 21 class was on paper was one of the best classes that i was had in a long time and right now it seems like uh, the the class coming up the 22 class is you've got some quality players but it seems to be uh, the numbers seem to be real small is there a do you think you're dealing with a lot of negative recruiting from other coaches or, or what do you attribute it to? And part part of the reason we asked that Lavar is because Tyler Barnes put out a yeah. tweet basically yeah. opening the door to this discussion saying about negative recruiting. We know it's out there, and I will say Hayden Fry didn't do it. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a Hawkeye Homer or whatever. And Kirk yeah. has never been pro. Kirk has never. You if you do this long enough, you know who negative recruiting. And Kirk and Hayden just it's just not it's not, not the way they, they operate. So yeah, if in response that just so to set up Tom's question. Yeah, I think uh, you know, negative recruiting certainly exists, and that's you know that's part of recruiting. I mean, that's not anything new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've we've dealt with that for years, and I think everyone deals with it on some some level. I think the the focus really is on this class coming in. We feel good about it, and um, we feel good about the young men that are that are coming in the 2021 class, and also the kids that are in the 2020 class. You look at 2022; it's slow for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things to think about in 2022. I'm dealing with it on a couple ends where I have a daughter that's in, in high school that is in that, you know, she plays volleyball trying to be recruited. People don't know her. And mm-hmm. same thing with, with we're out there trying to recruit kids that we don't really know. That we've, we may have seen once in, in, in the two-year span or the two-year cycle of recruiting. So uh, I'm not concerned. I don't think people on our staff are all that concerned, to be honest. I think it's more about uh, finding the right guys and the guys that, that fit and the guys that uh, that want to be Hawkeyes and and um, I'm confident that we'll find those guys and we'll we'll get them in here and we'll we'll uh, do what we do. So I think that's more more the focus, more the concern, um, and then moving forward. I'm just curious: is there any way the NCA could have maybe considered um, maybe not having as many dead periods? To me, it makes no sense that you guys aren't able to meet with recruits right now, especially coming off the pandemic? Or, or is it just all set in stone and there's reasons why you guys don't? Like you said, some of the coaches are getting away on their own now, but to me it seems like you guys need more in-person yes. communication time and there's just not a lot of it left before the season starts. I would agree with you, um, but I think we all know if we're trying to get in the head of the NCAA or trying to figure out the decisions <laughs> that they make. I think we're all wasting time. But, yeah. Uh, you know, we got to, we have to play within the rules and do what we're going to do, and that's one thing about Coach Ferentz is we're all going to play within the rules here on this staff, and we've been doing it, and uh, we've got to we've got to find out what we can what we can make of it and get the right guys here. Coach, got to talk a little bit about the name, image, likeness thing going on. I see uh, where Alabama's quarterback is, according to his coach, is up to almost a million dollars in endorsements, and you know. 
And he, he hasn't has, started a game. He hasn't won the job yet. Yeah. You know, how in the world are you going to be able to fight that kind of uh, thing? You know, I'm I'm very curious to see how this whole thing plays out. Me too. To yeah. Uh, it's I think nobody really knows anything, and people that say they know they're they're bluffing because uh, no one really knows how this thing is going to go. I think a lot of people have speculations of the way it may go, uh, but it certainly is a it certainly is a thing. It's certainly uh, something to think about. I think uh, you know you talk to people in business, and a lot of people that I've that I've had conversations with are a little bit hesitant to to give money to college kids, um, knowing that they may not be mature enough to to uh, to handle some of the things and represent certain companies. Um, but there are people that that want to do that, and there are people that there are college athletes that that garner that kind of attention and. To me, I'm a, I'm very much a, tra- a traditionalist and a purist, and I think there's a place and time for everything. Mm-hmm. And to me, in college football, I'm, I'm all for guys getting as much as they possibly can. If they can make money for their name, image, likeness, go do it. Uh, but keep the main thing the main thing and realize that this time of their life is very, very critical if they're trying to advance their, their athletic career. But it's also critical to be a college student. And and there's a reason that you're a student at this at this at this level, we can all go be professional athletes and get paid and um, do all that. But what's going to come with all that are the taxes and the and all the things that uh, those, yeah. those jerseys or those excuse me those gloves and shoes that you all get for for free aren't for free in, in the NFL. I learned that my first my first um, camp in, with Arizona Cardinals. I got gloves and shoes, and they said if you want more, you got to pay for them. And I, I was totally dumbfounded. Like, what do you, what do you mean I have to pay for them? You either get a shoe deal or you pay for them. Wow. So yeah. Uh, and you know that that's the real world. when when you start talking about dollars and cents and being an employee, um, but you know I'm all for the players making as much as they possibly can and and off their off their name, image, and likeness. And I think that's that time's been long overdue. Um, I just want to make sure that we all keep the main thing, the main thing. So have you run into it? We're here for football. Have you run into it yet, where uh, Coach A or School A uh, offers a, a parcel of money to an athlete, and you are not doing that? How, it's you, not a level playing you know, field. No, the, the NCAA has assured everybody uh, that that's not the way to do it, and so that's what we're all. Op- or I'm assuming that we're all operating under those rules of the NCAA, <laughs> yeah. and we're not to be able to guide student-athletes into certain pockets of money. but mm. uh, And I'm sure that every conference is doing that and every school is doing that, that the players are doing that on their own. Mm. So hey, to go out and get a million dollars in endorsements, they should be doing that on their own, according to the NCAA. You know, your career, even without the NFL, would I mean, all-state football, Iowa Hawkeye, starter, multiple-year starter. But how much difference – does having played in the NFL, how much of an impact has that been on your life on and off the field? And does it give you more credibility when you're talking to recruits? I mean, you, you've been at the highest level and you didn't just, you, you stayed for a long time in the NFL. That's not easy to do. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure it plays some, some role in it, but honestly what it, what the NFL did for me was gave me opportunities and gave me yeah. uh, relationships and, and different uh, open, different doors for me, M- much like coming here to the university of Iowa. Uh, the people I've met, the, the people I've interacted with, the teammates I've had, you know, those are lifelong friends that I keep in touch with on a daily, weekly basis. And uh, to me, that's the that's what it's about. And 
the relationships that you can develop. And I think those relationships for me spilled over into the NFL and gave me different opportunities. But I think it does give you some credibility um, if a kid is if a kid is interested in that. And most kids are on some level. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of kids don't even they have no idea what it takes to to do that. And frankly, I didn't either um, when I first got into the NFL, but figured it out. And uh, but that is certainly certainly part of it. And uh, but it's definitely not the definitely shouldn't be the the goal or the the sole focus mm-hmm. for a young man, uh, particularly coming here to this school. Because I tell recruits this all the time: if you're serious about being the best athlete you can be and being coached and being coached hard, and if you're serious about leaving college with a degree, then you're going to love Iowa because those are two things that are important to us and two things that we're constantly pushing and, and working on. Now, it just so happens if you're playing here and you're playing well and if you're a starter, that the opportunity for you to, to move on to the NFL is, is pretty good. You know, uh, But that shouldn't be the focus or, or why, you come to, why you come to the University of Iowa or why you, uh, you know, go to college. I mean, there's, there's a time and place for everything. Because even with Iowa's great NFL pipeline, most guys don't make it to the NFL. I mean, you were here sure. during the tough early years under Kirk when he was starting to just lay the foundation. You were one of those early players. Does that make you appreciate what he's done even more? You saw it, you saw it coming together, but you also struggled during. I mean, I still remember your touchdown against Northern Illinois. I mean, <laughs> I mean that that's that that was that was a big victory back then, and victories back then were few and far between. And I remember it was a struggle at times. Yeah, no, it definitely helps me appreciate um, appreciate you know how far this program has come, mm-hmm. um, and some of the things that that. Uh, that we have here at our disposal that we didn't have. Uh, yeah, we didn't have good that. point. It, you know, we just came off a, a weekend where we had the Hawkeye Legacy event, which was a gigantic reunion over three days, and mm-hmm. it's absolutely amazing. The some of the some of the guys being in the weight room, being around the facility, you know, former teammates, and uh, we were told countless stories as you can as you can imagine. I can imagine, yeah. They're just dumbfounded by what the student athletes have at their fingertips here that we didn't have, and. Um, you know, I think it's a tri- it's a tribute to what Coach has done here, this program. I think it's a tribute to what the athletic department has done, and uh, none of that happens without great great athletes here. And we we deal with young men at, at Iowa and um, guys that have been able to accomplish great things. And um, I think none of that happens without the without the student athletes. And and you know, Coach has done a great job laying that foundation, giving kids the opportunity to do that. I got one last question. I want to go back to your recruiting. Was you were you Iowa all the way, or did you pick Iowa over School B, or what? How, do you think back to that? Okay, so uh, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, Iowa. Like I, I had this conversation with a former high school uh, teammate who also played baseball here at Iowa. Okay, he was a year older than me. His name is Troy Wolf. Okay, and I, I was, I was, yeah. Troy was a pitcher here. Uh-huh, remember, he's a year older than me in high school, and um, we were laughing because I remember him telling me at a track meet, so it'd be my junior year, his senior year, and him saying, "You know what? I bet you end up at Iowa." And I was like, "Iowa? I'm not going to Iowa. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to Nebraska. You know, okay. that's where I wanted. Northwest that's where Iowa. I thought I wanted to go. Oh. Yeah, they came off back to back national championships, and um, but Nebraska didn't recruit me, and. Um, you know, it's like Iowa. Like I'm not going to Iowa. Uh, anyway, long long story short, I end up at Iowa, and uh, you know, Nebraska never came to fruition until the, the last week of recruiting. You know, they called after the ten other guys had chosen different places, and but once I had made my visit here at the University of Iowa, I was done. I was sold, 
got a chance to meet the people and, and get on campus and see how things worked. But it came down to ultimately the scholarship offers were Iowa, Iowa State. Okay, mm-hmm. great story. And I felt the most felt the most at home here. Okay, and that makes awesome. sense. You grew up in an area where, sadly, there are a lot of Nebraska fans in Northwest yeah. Iowa. I, I I remember them well. But well, listen, Lavar, Tom's got one last question for you. We really appreciate yeah. your time. So, do you get the rest of this week off? When do you do you have a couple more days? What's your just because everything kicks kicks up next week, doesn't it? Yeah. So the rest this week and next week we're off. Okay. Um, and we've got a recruiting recruiting event here on sunday um but the, yeah so we're we're off playing golf today uh with my with players we have a big specialist golf outing a big um couple uh trash talkers within the group that we're gonna find <laughs> out how good they are oh that'll be fun and yeah <laughs> so we'll, we'll have that and then um and then uh the, the rest of the weekend rest of the week off and then i've got a basketball tournament with my son in uh kansas city this weekend okay well it sounds like you're going to be busy and tom's got one last question that's not sports related yeah okay all so right. get ready for this one all right so gary barta picks up the phone and says i'm gonna call lavar woods here coach this is gary i got a problem we need to fill up kinnick stadium with a band or a singer or an act we need some money in here. Who? It's it's your job to hire the band or the act. Who are you going to get? We've had some great answers, Lavar. Okay. Am I? Are you asking me who I want? Who, to yeah. who would you Stadium or who is going to fill the seat? Well, good question. It could be a both. That's you answer it how you answer okay. it. But greatest you... concert, greatest concert I've ever been to. Okay. Okay, greatest concert I've ever been to. It was in Rapid City, South Dakota. Drove 13 straight hours through the night to meet my high school friends there. Okay, and it was Pearl Jam. Uh, oh, oh, it would have been all right. 19, okay, it would have been the summer 1997. And we've had that answer. One Pearl Jam, I think, would easily fill. So, if I could redo that, I would do that in a second. Okay, but cool. Knowing, knowing today, and if I'm filling seats, and I'm trying to sell tickets. Yep. In Iowa City, Iowa. Okay. Right now. It would be this guy that's really hot right now, Luke Combs. Okay. He's okay. A, he's a country singer. Country he singer. Seems to be, he seems to be the one that uh, that everyone's trying to go see right now. Okay. I think both would. I think, I think those are both uh, both good answers. Well, don't you think Pearl Jam would fill it even to this day? I think they probably would. They might need uh, somebody else. You know, on an undercard. What, what, are, what are the other answers? answers Coach Ferentz said Bruce Springsteen. Fran McCaffrey said yeah, Bruce they, Springsteen. Lisa Bluter said yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Yep. Luca Garza said Drake. And so did uh, Patrick and uh, Connor McCaffrey. Uh, Connor McCaffrey. Megan, Mc, Megan Gustafson. <laughs> Tom, you said it. Me, Megan Gustafson, God, God bless her. She <laughs> panicked. She she just completely panicked and wanted and said, I'm loyal. I'm picking the, the Iowa pep band. <laughs> Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> I will tell you the other concert. So there's two concerts I've gone to that I that I would put up there. I was just older. Uh, is Jay Z and mm-hmm. Beyonce? Okay. Oh, oh my God! God. Oh, oh, absolutely. Packing twenty times Soldier over. Field. Yes. Yeah, phenomenal. I think that was the summer of 2013. Yes. I okay okay. Oh yeah. And they then would... also Wrigley Field. I thought I was going to Chris Stapleton. Uh, I didn't realize that Chris Stapleton opened up for, um, oh, my gosh. Oh, how am I forgetting this? <laughs> Is it rock uh, country? Yeah, it's a rock guy. He just passed away recently. Tom Petty? Oh, my God. 
Tom Petty. Okay. Yeah, Chris Stapleton opened for Tom Petty, for Tom Petty. Oh wow! And, um, and so I got to see that concert. That was unbelievable. So it and sounds like you got a little. You, it sounds like you enjoy music. Let me tell you, this has been one of the hardest things about the pandemic. No concerts. Yeah, oh, yeah we have looked, for sure. We've whined about that a lot too, man. It's been depressing. Yeah. That's why I hope. Well, Lavar, I just hope we can keep moving forward. I am so excited to go back to cover an Iowa football game in person. I can't wait. Can't wait. And I know you guys are the same way. Good luck. Enjoy the rest of your summer before things get going again. And we appreciate you coming on. We really do. Hey, thank you. You guys enjoy the rest of your summer and uh, and go Hawks. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, he's really into music. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Good answers, too. Should we take a break and then come back and just... And then go off the rails. Is it unravel or spiral downward? What what do we do? Is unravel... It'll come come down faster than than Bezos did. (laughs) I am so... I mean, I want to see a millionaire fly in space. I'm tired (laughs) of seeing billionaires fly in space. And it's not space. No, it we'll isn't. debate this when we come back. It's, it's not really space. what Alan Shepard did sixty years ago. You know, this is and he wasn't been a billionaire. Done. No, yeah, this they get they, they get up into that little two minute area and then they do somersaults because there's no gravity and then they're astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? And with that, no, we'll be right back. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist, is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. 1-800-800-ROSE. It's so easy, just remember one number, 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROSE. Remember... For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert, and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at BigDogSatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. Hawkeye fans, you love watching the black and gold. You know Hawkeye black and gold. As a Hawkeye fan, there are no better colors than the Hawkeye black and gold. Hi, I'm Steve Anderson. When you're buying, selling, or refinancing your property, consider the green and white team, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Give us a call at 351-8600. Hawkeye Title and Settlement, the team you love, the people you trust. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. 
With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Car won't steer? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at suples.net or call 337-2246. You see the same people there greeting you, and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer. Deary Ford in Iowa City. That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that uh, that's kind of been the big payoff for me. The ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years. We have to be there for you. Deary Ford in Iowa City. See why people choose them over and over again. DearyFord.com. Hi, this is Bill Leichtering of the Oxyok Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyok family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyok home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Oxyokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Oxyok family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon, and we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyok Inn in the heart of Amana. The from the Hurtine and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtine and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making moments. KCJJ Weather. 
from SevereStudios.com. Here is your KCJJ forecast today. A slight chance of an isolated shower or thunder shower this afternoon. Otherwise, partly cloudy. It's going to be humid. Our high today, right around 87 with wind out of the southeast at 5 to 10. Tonight, mostly clear 70 tomorrow. Mostly sunny 90 on Friday sunshine. High of 92 next chance of rain. And it's a slight chance Saturday night into Sunday. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Current temperature 76. Hawkfanatic.com. Hawkfanatic.com. Caught the fanatic. Yeah. We, we were just talking about a fanatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't. No, no names. Yeah. I'm sure this is a this very is important call. call. Off the air backstabbing, right? <laughs> well, I don't know this backstabbing <laughs> when you're when you're being truthful. True. Yeah. Remember that song, Backstabbers? Yeah. Who did oh, that? Oh, James. Good song. Hello. Hey, good morning. Um, I just called in. I, I do have a question, but I just wanted to comment on this interview. Every time you have an Iowa coach on, they're just remarkable human beings. And, I mean, it, each one seems to be – blows me away more. LeVar Woods, I just wish every Hawkeye fan could have listened to this interview today. I commend the station for getting these guys on, Pat, you specifically or whatever, mm-hmm. but – what a great guy. I mean, Amen. a great guy, and it was uh, – we're in good hands, I guess. If, if the rest of the staff is anywhere near as, as personable and as intelligent and as charismatic as he was, we're in good hands. I well agree said. 100%. Glad you enjoyed it. Yep. What an interview. I mean, everyone just seems to be a better – I mean, it just they just built. But uh, – Irregardless of the sport, I do have a question for Pat and for Tom. It's a speculative question. Not for Captain, though. If everybody's <laughs> if everybody's healthy on the offensive line, could you give me a projection of who do you think will start from tackle to tackle? And I'm going to hang up and listen. Well, we'll start at the center, obviously. We, Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Um, I think Cody Ince. Will be a starter. It looks like. Looks. I mean, he's got he made. I think Athlon has him second team All Big Ten or third yeah. team All Big Ten. I'm Jack Plum. Plum is in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I Uh, think Justin Britt, healthy, will start at one of the guard positions if healthy. And that leaves one more. Oh, Kyler Kyler, Shooter. Kyler Shot will be the other guard. That would be mine. Plum and Ince at the tackles. Shooter and Justin Britt at the guards. And, of course, uh, somebody named Linderbaum at center. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's fair. That's just my stab at it. I mean, obviously things could change. There's a lot of people competing for those spots. I would say the only one probably that I I might take exception to Plum, no Britt. Britt, yeah. I, I mean, mean I think he would. I think he's going to be great. He's and been injured, be, yes. but I think he was prepared to play last year until that injury came. I mm-hmm. think they're really high on him. But yeah, a lot will depend on his health. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So um, I think. Well, what's the other one, Nick DeYoung? He's Kirk has mentioned him a few times. Too. He has. He's coming on. So we'll see. You know, they they always say we're going to get the best five on the field, mm-hmm. and that's they generally have a pretty good offensive line, and I hope that they do again. But uh, we need to be able to run the ball. Yeah, we have not. You know, and we generally do have a pretty good offensive line, but we just don't ever seem to quite dominate like you would think we would. No, they don't. And, boy, could Petrus benefit from play action. I mean, oh, if ever there was a quarterback who needs play action, yes. it's Spencer Petrus, and you don't have play action if you can't run. Is Collar still on or is he hanging out? He's gone. Okay. But, no, we appreciate the kind words. I mean, so. I think Tyler's a, a, an excellent back. 
I mean, don't, I don't, do too. don't get me wrong. But I think Ivory Kelly Martin. I, I yes. I did my five. W- I did my five wishes for Hawkeye football outside of, of course, winning a. You give you give an Iowa fan five wishes. Yeah, I want to win a national title and beat Iowa State by thirty points. Although, excluding those, I had one of mine. I I really hope Ivory Kelly Martin stays healthy and has a big year. They're going to need him. Tyler Goodson yeah. can't do this by himself. No, he can't. They need, and we've seen Ivory Kelly Martin started six games in two thousand eighteen and looked good. Yes, he before did. he started getting hurt, he looked kind of like Goodson. He's, He's got good hands. Good hands. He's elusive. I also want, would like to see Matt Hankins have an all Big Ten season. He's been a starter since he's been here. Three, I mean, he's played extensively the last three years. The only thing that has stopped him is injuries. Yeah. I just, he's another one I hope can stay healthy and make all Big Ten. When I, have, I hope Caleb Shudek has a big year because they're going to need him. If Caleb Shudek struggles, Iowa could miss, lose a few games. There's a lot of pressure oh, on him. Oh, there's no question. But I think he's ready for it. I think he's ready to handle it. And then another one, I, I, I hope Spencer Petras can silence his critics. Partly I'm biased. I'll say I like him. I think he's a good, I think he's a good guy. He's a deadhead. He's a great music taste. And I think his teammates and coaches really like him. And if he struggles, Iowa's going to struggle. And if there's a quarterback change, it means we're having a tough year. And I don't want to – do you want to go through that? No, 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 not at all. And that's um, there was a f- no. uh, there was a fifth one too. I can't remember the fifth one. Let me, let me. Th- oh, then I hope Linderbaum wins the Outland Trophy. I mean, I I hope he just clearly establishes. I know centers don't win it much, and there's the Remington Award. But to me, when I think of the Outland Trophy, I think of the best offensive lineman or defensive. Yes. And I think he's got a chance to be that this year. Yeah. I mean, and I'm amazed at how highly rated he is by people who know a lot more about football than I do. So I hope Linderbaum lives up to the expectations. Because, man, I mean, and like I said, I like Spencer Petras. He just seems like a really good guy. He treats the media with respect. But that's not, to me, the reason you're the starting quarterback. I just think that there's been a lot of people that just have judged him sort of unfairly because they just, for some reason, don't want him to be the quarterback. He did struggle at times last year, but he's riding a six-game winning streak. Well, that, uh, my concern, uh, he's got to get better touch on his passes. Well, on his short passes. On his hopefully short passes. that's what they've been working on. I mean, we had Ken O'Keefe on. He talked about that. Spencer has addressed that. He's been with a quarterback coach. I think sometimes too much is made of the quarterback coach stuff. I, I think it's if I was a college coach, I – I, if you were a college coach, like if you're O'Keefe, are you a little worried about him getting outside? Sometimes you can have too many cooks. You know what I mean? For sure. So hopefully it helps Spencer. But you can tell, though, that Spencer's teammates really like him. Yeah, he's got great leadership qualities. And that's what you want from your – he's got everything right now. If he could just start taking that level of performance. The way he played in the second half against Illinois, if he can play like that throughout this season, he's an all-big 10 quarterback. Yeah, and He was bad in the first half, really good in the second half. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and obviously the quarterback is a tremendously important position, well, most important, and he touches the ball on on every play, mm-hmm. you know. So obviously, yeah, he's. What if Linderbaum yeah. gets so good to where they start running center sneaks to where, you know, you hike it to the quarterback and the quarterback gets, and then Linderbaum just runs downfield? That's their offense. Do you see that happening? That's uh, once maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be interesting. It's really cool though to see what's happening to Linderbaum. I didn't see this coming. Nobody saw this coming. But I will. Well, maybe the Iowa coaches did. I don't think they. They're the ones though that saw him for a whole season at defensive tackle. Like what they were getting, but somewhere the light went on with Kirk or somebody says, "Let's move this guy to center." Now look what it's done. Tyler Linderbaum. I'm, I'm amazed by that by their ability yes. to do that. Tyler Linderbaum is going to be worth barring injury fifteen twenty million dollars a year from now. Yeah, he's going yeah. to be. A, I mean, he, I think his life will change forever. His. I mean. I mean, he will never have to worry ever again about anything financially. 
because of his ability to play center. It, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. That shows you this is a big business. It's oh, a game. It's means. a game, but it's also a big business, and then you're seeing lives change dramatically. I mean, Linderbaum's life. Well, I look at Tristan Wirfs. You know, I mean, he's Tristan Wirfs going to make fifty million dollars in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, his mother probably doesn't have to work another day in her life if she doesn't want to. I mean, it's just amazing. And more power to him. The mar- if the market's there to pay it. The market's there to pay it. That's why the name, image, and likeness. I mean, I and I do like the way Lavar Lavar's all for it. But name, image, and likeness can't interfere with being a student athlete. No, you got. And that's what the NCA. And another thing I've noticed, Ken O'Keefe was just he did not hide his um, dislike of the NCA. No, and Lavar too. You can no. tell the Iowa coaches don't like the NCA. And I mean, who no. does like the NCA anymore? With nobody besides the NCAA. I think it's a dying entity. Do you guys? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I am absolutely. Yes. I really do. I do. Hello. Did you guys see where Alabama's quarterback yes. is pushing yep. seven figures? Yeah, we, we actually talked we, about we that. actually yeah. talked a little, we asked Lavar about that. Yeah, it's and he oh, had, okay. and he's never started a game yet. But he was a five star recruit from California, I believe. So there's a lot of hype. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually thinking to myself, you know, what about you know all these competitive leagues for uh, junior high high schoolers? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to where. These guys are recruiting, getting recruited, not technically recruited, but get talked to at 10th grade, 9th oh, grade. 10th grade, yeah. I mean, in some cases, 8th grade. I mean, I'm serious. Epinesa's yep. youngest son's in 8th grade and has been offered by Iowa and Utah already for <laughs> football. 8th grade. Well, there, there you go. I mean, can he put his name on a jersey oh. and start making some money? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, all right, that's all. So, no, I mean, it, it is. You got to wonder where it's going to. You do. And there's so go. many things that can happen and are going to happen. And as LeVar said, nobody knows. No, uncharted territory. And what happens? Okay, the uh, quarterback at Alabama approaching what if he seven gets beat figures. Out? What if he gets beat out? Or he struggles and it three days in to make a quarterback change. And then, then the, the entity that's paying him. Seven figures say, "Hey, we want our guy on the field." Well, then Nick, what do you think Nick Saban would yeah, say? Yeah, Nick said, "Get the hell out of my office." Exactly, that would not go very far. <laughs> no. with, very far with Nick Saban. Speaking of that, what do you think of Deion Sanders? Did you hear I didn't what he hear. did? He coaches at Jackson State and that, their conference, the SWAC or whatever it is, yeah. they were having their media day, and a reporter, I guess, referred to him as Dion, and he's like, "No, don't call me Dion." He, I think he wants to be called Coach Sanders. He, and then another reporter did it too, and he's like, "Hey, you guys don't call Nick Saban by his first name. I, I demand respect." And he walked out. Deion wow. Sanders, really? I mean, what a clown! I mean, seriously. I uh, I'm going to call Kirk Mr. Ferentz. Captain by uh, my wife, and yeah, she doesn't respect the rank. No, she won't do. Well, it. I'm going to refer to Kirk as Mr. Ferentz in our little sit down over there and see if he laughs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I he's Kirk. Hayden was Hayden. I remember calling him Hayden, sometimes Coach Fry, you know. and um, But, yeah, I don't know what Deion Sanders was thinking. I'm sorry, Deion, you were arguably the greatest cornerback in the history of the NFL, an electrifying punt returner, a great baseball player, one of the greatest athletes no, ever. for sure. But you're still, if they want to call you Deion, I mean, get over it. I mean, I can see where he might get a little hacked if you called him Neon Dion. But he called himself Neon Dion. Yes, he did. And primetime. Remember when the, they were negotiating, when they were trying to figure out who was going to pick him? He's like, I'm going to ask for so much money, they're going to have to put me on layaway. I thought that was, <laughs> when he said that, I laughed. I, that, that was funny. And he was really good. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hey, he wanted to be called Coach Prime. Is that what it was? 
Something like that, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's just Coach silly. Prime? Well, prime time. Prime oh, time. Oh, please. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Please. And, uh... We haven't talked to you in a while. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I just was a late one. I went to the state softball tournament yesterday and watched some games and got home late and Got up and listen to you guys before I go to work. You heard LeVar? He's up, up in your territory. We had LeVar on. Do you hear that? No, I, I haven't listened to that one yet. Okay, no, no it was good. I mean, we'll have it as a podcast. That'll be wanna... worth going back to yeah, listen. Yeah, it was really he he was talked real about. Good. He talked about being a Nebraska fan growing up in northwest Iowa. I, I forgot about that story. I, and he said, But he said Nebraska didn't recruit him until the very end. And by the end, he was all fully loaded to be a Hawkeye. Nebraska got a lot of guys from up in that area. They did. Mm-hmm. They did. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, uh, the SEC, did you see they are not, no contest, it's just you forfeit, they're not canceling any games, if anything happens with COVID. I did read that, what, I mean. What did they say? They said that it'll be forfeits, they're not canceling games, it'll be forfeit, you'll lose. Well, I, th- I think that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's the stage that we're at right too. now. I just, and I watched, uh. City High yesterday, guys. Man, I thought they were the better team over the Centennial. They just couldn't so, get couldn't score. Well, you got to give credit to the Centennial pitcher. She yeah. shut out a great team. Man, I, I can't believe those careers of those three girls who started in eighth grade: Koenig, um, Ella Cook, and Ayanna Lindsay. They're done. They're over. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, they were impressive, man. That's that. Those were some good ball players. So. Yeah, they had it. City I'll High. Let you guys go. Have right. a good one. Hey, hey good, good to hear your voice. Good man. hearing from you again. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, have a good one, guys. All right. All right. City High had won 25 of 27 games. Yeah. Heading into yesterday. And I, it just, I was really pulling for them, you know, for selfish reasons, too. I mean, for sure. It's going to help. If those teams all won, we'd have more traffic on your prep sports. And that's, uh, you know, obviously an interest of mine. And now we got City High baseball playing, I believe, at Ottumwa tonight, right? I think so. And um, so for a chance to go to state, man, let's go Little Hawks. I mean, we yeah. It'd be so much fun, and I would do that game um, with Ray um, if they. I'd love to see City High play at UI Baseball Complex. Yeah, that'd be there's fun. a lot riding on tonight's yeah. game, so let's hope that they can get it done. Let's hope both uh, City High and Solon win. Yeah, Solon is also Solon's been ranked all year. That's another one. If we get those, Solon would also play here. Three A, four A. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, so yeah, the thing I. Lavar sure enjoyed the musical discussion. I think. yeah, he did. I mean, I that was good. I didn't realize that he was that into music. And somebody else picked Pearl Jam one time, and I think I still think Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam would, would fill it. I think they would fill it. That probably. I'm not a huge Pearl Jam fan. I think all those those grunge things sounded like. Uh, I know what you mean. Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Audio Slave. <laughs> I know what you mean. I think they're. Flannel shirts, ripped up jeans. To me, and they're heroin. a cut above those. Oh yeah, they're the better of that. Yeah. I mean, but would you say flannel shirts, ripped up jeans, and heroin? Isn't that it? Not necessarily in that order. Yeah. Hard to say. Are they heroin? I don't. Think I don't know heroin. about heroin. Yeah. Isn't that how? Oh no, um, wasn't Cobain? A, didn't he have a heroin problem? Yeah. Yeah, well, he had a lot. Yeah. Well, I know he had a lot of problems. A lot of problems. But I think I think heroin would rank high up on someone's list of problems. Courtney Courtney Love would be two. Yeah, yeah, let's see. yeah that was a problem. <laughs> you know, let's see. I'm overdue for a dental cleanup, and I'm addicted to heroin. Which one of those do you think are worse? <laughs> well, I got this ingrown toenail, and I've got a heroin problem. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't love Nirvana. Um, no, I didn't either. You know, I didn't. Some of their songs were okay. I just was never in much into grunge. No, not really. Captain, were you? Uh, I like some of it. 
You played Nirvana. Yeah, that teen yeah. smells like teen smell. Yeah, I'm sure we, you played we that. Still do. Yeah, that's a top. That was a top. Oh, that's a decent. Yeah. Song. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. okay. And but I just consistently though, there's a few. I love Daughter and I love Better Man by Pearl Jam. Those are the two Pearl Jam songs I like. Come as you are. That one I'd have to hear it first. Daughter and um, the other one are they had a lot of commercial success. Yeah. You know. So, but no, I did not expect him to say Pearl Jam. I didn't. Mm-mm. I thought that was interesting. And I liked it, but I liked both of his answers. And then the Jay-Z, Beyonce would absolutely Oh, sell it out. Oh, it. Hell, I'd go to watch. Beyonce wouldn't even have to sing. She could just stand there and I'd pay $200 <laughs> to just drool. Seriously. I, I would, she wouldn't have to sing. I would just, just show up. I'm still waiting. For the, the one who would sell out the fastest is Taylor Swift. I mean, she really would. Do you she think she'd sell out faster than Beyonce? Yes. Yeah. Maybe in Iowa, yeah. In Iowa. Yeah. In, yeah. in New York, she wouldn't. Oh, no. Probably. No, in this area, yes, she probably, you're right. I'd give you that. I mean, she's as big as it gets. But she ain't Beyonce when it comes to looks. Uh, no, she's not. I mean, who? Beyonce could look good in a hazmat suit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Don't drool on the I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, Bruno Mars is another one who would absolutely <laughs> sell out quickly. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm not a familiar with He'll wake work. up tomorrow dreaming of uh, Beyonce? Beyonce, and they'll be drool, and he, he won't know whether it's his or, or the guy. Uh, and with my luck, I'll be dreaming about Rita Shaw. <laughs> Judy Tanuta. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my Lord. Or the, you ever see that? What was that really good movie about the boy who gets kidnapped? Um, and it had Judd Hirsch was the New York detective, and they end up finding the boy in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah, oh, it was a really good movie, and um, Kate Mulligan, Mulli- what's her name? She was Mulligan, the mother. Milligan? Milligan. She was the mother. It came out in like 1984. I can't remember what it was, but man, it was a really good movie. I remember bawling at the end when they finally saved the kid. And I mean, it was, I'm surprised you guys, you guys maybe have seen it, but no, it came out. You weren't watching much in the mid-80s, though, were you? Um, no. I mean, we were on the road. Yeah, playing music. So, but we did have one day which was absolutely great. Uh, we had a day off. Ann and I went and saw the movie Network. Okay, and then we were dry. We were right there, and there was. He said, "Let's go see the Princess Bride." We heard about that. Too. And you love that movie. We didn't know much about it, but we had heard about it, so we went and saw Princess Bride, and just absolutely one of my favorite movies. Well, I know people that agree with you, and I don't see it, but so many people, I read things, favorite movies, Princess Bride's mm-hmm. in there for a lot of people. It is. I lasted like 15 minutes, but maybe that says more about me than the Princess Bride. I'm willing to acknowledge that. Hello? Steve, Con, how you guys Hey, Steve. hey Steve. Hey, um, you're talking about music at Kinnick, and one thing, what do you think about Alton John? Oh. I think uh, he would probably sell it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I thought... Years ago, I, I thought he wasn't he in Iowa City a while ago. Wasn't he at Carver or something? I thought someone said. Not that I can recall. I do not know. But no, I just think that Alan John just so unique. Oh, I agree. I, I, I think he would because he's just so unique guy. I think he would fill it. That's just my. Opinion. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm right. with you, Steve. Yeah. We agree. He would. The yeah. other one too, Pat. One thing you haven't talked a lot with because the pandemic. Have you heard an update about the now Kenning movie at all? Um, I haven't heard anything. I have not. Never, it was talking and everything went because it was going to do all this, and then, of course the pandemic kind of put a heavy. I just didn't know if I know. I have not heard any. We've had, remember we had that guy on yeah. in here a couple times, but no, I have not heard any no. updates I on that. I assume that took a pretty big hit for that. Well, probably put it delayed. It, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Right. The other thing with sports, you know, with let's say Iowa, the thing that 
I think, doesn't get enough attention. When things that you can't control, like injuries, I mean, that will make a big difference in season. You could lose them. It depends on who you lose. I think that can always dictate of what the outcome of a season by injuries, I think. Of course. Oh, without, without question. Course. That's always the X factor. Yep. No, I just wanted to give you a quick call, but I've been an Elton John fan a long time. Me too. I yeah. just thought I wanted to share that. All right. I'm with you. No, I love Elton Thank John. Thank you. I, mean, yeah. I don't like all his stuff. A little, no. little genie was a little not. Honestly, ridiculous. I think the very best song he ever did was the very first one. Which one? Your song. That's a good one. My favorite is Rocket Man and Daniel. Tiny Dancer's good. Well, he's got a lot of good Rocket ones. Man and Daniel are by yeah. far my two favorites. I love Daniel. Daniel's a real good song. And you know what he's doing? He's traveling on a plane. Yeah. Yeah, above the atmosphere <laughs> for 11 minutes. <laughs> God. And then CNN covers it like it's the everybody, freaking moon landing. Everybody covers it like ridiculous. it's the moon landing. They did. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm interested in it. I, well, they the, the first one... Uh, with Bronson, is Bronson Branson? I don't know. Richard Branson. Yeah, he didn't allow live coverage. And Why? well, yeah, he did. I watched it. Well, not not the access that that they did, and a lot of it was a lot of it was taped. Yeah, and I, you know, here I am complaining about it, and I did. Well, I didn't watch. Yeah. I watched the thing with Branson. I'm like, what the hell is this? They're not in space. I don't see any black sky and dark star and bright stars they they weren't out in space it was they never did lose light well, the thing is that this is i mean what they did that's amazing is is the landing mm-hmm. yeah no I i'll mean, give you that don't get me wrong yeah, yeah. The, the the i mean the that, amount of intelligence into this yeah. so did they go high enough to where they had to go through stuff that require heat shields yeah, uh, would, uh, yeah. Did they go? That's so. through the atmosphere where they get that gets to be three, four thousand degrees. You remember Apollo thirteen, right? Yeah. The movie, which is on all the time now. I mean, they didn't have to do the re-entry into the Earth. So atmosphere. I don't think they went that high. So they didn't. That's not space yeah, to me. I, I, I think that's, that's not right. space to me. So we were talking to Lavar about his twenty-six hour journey. You mm-hmm. know the the value of these Coupled things with a we just seven saw. Seven hour layover. But the value of what we just. What just happened is you're going to be able to do that thing in probably three hours. If you can afford it. Well, sure. I mean, that's the, I think they're saying that when they try to make this more accessible to the public, it's going to be $250,000 per flight. That's not in the Hawk Fanatic well, yeah, budget. Yeah, but you get dinner. And you get stuff. dinner and then, um, yeah. And, <laughs> but no, that, it's, going to be, it's going to be just something for the rich and famous. Yes, yes. And see, I, it just, it, that won't interest me at all. Well, in somebody's lifetime, it won't be, but it, it will be in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe 40 years from now, it'll be different. Yeah. I remember when um, owning a CD player was like, wow, you're, you're, you're rich enough to have a CD. You don't play records anymore? And now think about that. Now you get made fun of if you have a CD player. <laughs> Who's least, making funny? I got a couple of them right I, here. I have. Well, I have. A, I've, I play only CDs, and I, I've, some of my friends describe me as like a dinosaur. They're, Why don't you just get the? You know, there's ways to download onto yeah. your phone. I just don't want to do that. I like being able to take a CD in and out of the thing. I just I feel like I'm in control. And you guys, I mean, you guys make your living on CDs. Well, I mean, we don't we we use them little now. I mean, but you still have them. Yeah, we oh, yeah, all do. over the place. Yeah, we do. but no, I still think there's a time and a place for CDs. I like CDs. Do you do you have some at home? Do you have a CD oh, player? Yeah, you play. Okay, 
I don't, I don't play much music. I mean, I really don't. See, uh, I play a lot of music at home, but you guys are around music all day, so I, yeah. I get it. It's in the background. I mean, it's how you guys make your living, but I play a lot of music I mean, at occasionally home. I'll crawl down the YouTube rat hole, you know, because it makes it, if you're well, listening that's to what something, I like. then it suggests other things. And yeah. yeah, you can I, get... That's what I like. Is and I do that occasionally. And, I'll put on YouTube or uh, Vivo. Well, we watched the... Uh, Vivo? Viva. We watched Viva. the rest of the McCartney things last night. Yeah. And uh, really good, Pat. There was one thing that you would have enjoyed particularly is that uh, they were talking about recording, um, I think it was Let It Be, and uh, Paul McCartney said, yeah. And Well, they asked him, were you able to uh, go to see other acts that were recording at the same time? And he said, yeah. He said, recording at the same time was Pink Floyd and got to got to hear wow. uh, Dark Side of the Moon wow. and got to talk to them and stuff. He said it was, you know, really, Rogers. really interesting. Did Rogers, Until Rogers on a rant? Until Rogers went on a rant. Roger Waters. I oh, yeah, Roger First Waters. Avenue, our buddy at First Avenue Club just tweeted, we helped with production of Elton's last show at Carver in 99. It sold out in a day, just him and his red piano on stage. Do you All remember right. that? Thanks, Dad. Hello. Do you remember that, 99? No. no. Hello. <laughs> Hi, dog. Well, good morning, fellas. Sup? Dog, you were supposed to call two hours ago. (laughs) Well, I tried. I couldn't get through. You did not try. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't know if it was my phone or what the heck was going on. Okay. (laughs) I've been knee-deep in corn dogs and funnel cakes and cotton candy. Oh, my. Yeah, we got a fair going on, boys. We do. The Muscatine County Fair, yes. Yes. You got a minute for me to talk about it? Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Wrap it up. (laughs) All right. All right. Muscatine County Fair, starting today. Things are going on already, running through Sunday. Tonight we have IMCA stock car races with five classes and they're starting hot laps at 6:30 tomorrow night in front of the grandstand is the something new here at seven o'clock the mud truck drag racing something new a lot of hot rods something really going to be cool and friday night starting at seven is the uh, ever popular tractor pull and then Saturday, our big day, our big night, the Real Deal Neil McCoy concert starting at 7.30 with North of 40, the opening act. And then we round out the five days with Sunday with a demolition derby at 11 o'clock. And then the log hoggers auction and the carvings that they do down here at the uh, south end of the grandstand will auction those off. And then at uh, 3 o'clock, one of the most popular events down here is the trailer races out in front of the grandstand on the large half mile. And, of course, tons and tons of fair food and clowns and all kinds of kids' activities. And speaking of clowns, is Jim Hunter going to come down? That's what he said. Okay, good, good. Um, and... Uh, I was just talking to your buddy, Red Hot Tim Scott. He's here. 
looking good, feeling good, and said to tell you hello. Very good. So, hello. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, thanks Doggy. Thanks for giving me a couple, couple of minutes here. And, you bet. Uh, hope to see everyone down here. Thanks, All man. Right. Talk to you later, Doc. Yeah, over now. Yeah. Yeah. You like funnel cakes? No. I do. I like funnel cakes. No. They're, I heard Why they're don't really you good. like funnel cakes? I think they're really good for you, aren't they? I'm not into... Yeah. I don't like sweets all that well. And funnel so cakes like, are a little too nasty. So do you not like like candy bars? Like a Nestle's Crunch or a Nestle's um, Almond? I like Snickers. I like frozen Snickers. I mean, I'll have... Eat a couple of candy bars in a year. Well, I wish I didn't I mean, like sweets. I mean, I like sweets. No, my weakness is, is salt. Is, I mean, I like uh, salt, too. But potato chips, You know, pizza. We, we got a high V kettle chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of good, healthy food. Good? They're terrible. Really? <laughs> kettle chips suck. They're sweet. The, yeah, these, I, don't, I don't love kettle these chips. These were just completely, I don't know. Uh, Lay's kettle chips are pretty good and everything, and they got those at High V too. So Lay's know, chips are. I don't want to get in trouble with High V, but baked these, chips are suck. these kettle Dog chips food. are terrible. I mean, they're healthy. I mean, oh, baked chips are oh, terrible. terrible. Yeah, that's ridiculous. like at Subway. I always they got the Lay's. They got the classic yeah. or the. Ba- I, I, I no, mean, people say I can't tell the difference. Oh, I love you. You can't. Yes, oh my can. God, they're just yeah, nasty. They're One is tasteless and the other tastes good. Yeah. One is tasteless and the other is magic. <laughs> oh, I love classic Lay's. Yeah, I do. Yeah, too. Lay's are good and their kettle chips are good too. These are just, they're just bad. I tend to not like sour cream and onion mm. potato chips very mm. well. Mm. Those Sturzings ones are unbelievably yeah. good. Sour, they really are. Sour cream should be outlawed. Oh, man, these chips are Yeah, the great. chips are really good. How about people who put sour cream on their tacos and baked potatoes? Yeah, not me. What's going on with that? I don't know. Explain that to me. <laughs> can't. I can't. I don't get it. Captain, do you do either of those? I do cheese. I put a little cheese on it. Of I course, put a, a little taco. cheese. Yeah. Well, what about street tacos? Hate them. I love them. Okay. Why not just get a real taco then? I mean, because one, do is, when I think of a they street give you a no, it's carne asada versus loose meat, and okay, it's, it's cilantro get, and onion. But you can get carne asada, or yeah, you can get a you can get a. Um, but what makes a, oh, a street taco is a unique, special type of shell, carne asada with a seasoning with cilantro and onion. That's it a doesn't true have street any taco. Cheese, doesn't well, have uh, like at Laria the other day, I got three Supreme Street tacos. It's all that stuff, but then with tomatoes and cheese, and oh my god, are they good? But three of them, ten dollars and seventy five cents. Yeah, they're over. They're ta- a street taco now. I'm tasty taco. Their regular one is three and a quarter now. Tacos. I, I want a regular taco. Oh, I like regular tacos too, but I love street. Tacos. Well, I don't like. I don't particularly like cilantro. I you don't like onion. Really, don't like onion. Yeah, you would not be a street taco. Not, man. not at all. See, I love both those no. things. I actually made street tacos at home. I used a kit though. I used an old El Paso kit. They have these new street tacos, and the powder that I mixed in with the steak not good. It turned the meat gooey. Yeah, it just was not good. I it just it 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 all it turned into almost like a like a sauce. Yeah, which is and I didn't like that. Most of the taco sauces kind of do that. I don't like the that. tasty tacos does not. No, I you know and I and it I it uses a lot less liquid. It's really good. And you've never eaten a tasty tacos, have you? Never. You know, next time you go to Des Moines, you've got to make that. There's one literally two blocks east of the state capitol, and it's. L- 
one block off the freeway. It's the I, easiest, I've seen it. easiest place to get to. You go there, you eat two of the regular original flour tacos, and you'll be blown away. Are they are the they're taco shells? Are they kind of uh, pastries? They're pastry like they're fluffy, yeah, deep fat fried. Fl- they're they're like Perez family tacos, yes. just bigger. And with a different, oh, way bigger, way bigger. Those Perez family tacos are great. Oh, they're great. They're, they're, those are my two favorite tacos. Now with the Perez's, I get three or four and with Patasty, I eat two and they're, they're, they're huge. They're real big and they have basically cheese, they cheese and lettuce, but oh my God, are they good? The, the, the the shells are, I'm by, well, Andy's not, God rest his soul. He's not even alive anymore. My cousin has nothing to do with the business anymore, but I still, I swear by tasty tacos. Yeah. I uh, I never had them, but if their tacos, uh, mix is is way better than everything else and way different and you've heard ever you've heard other than me talk about tasty tacos. oh yeah they got oh, many cult. times it's not even a cult following they're just i mean they they've got eight, it's different it's just different yeah but it all starts with a shell too i mean fluffy big huge what are those <laughs> i mean they're just they and the way they make them is talking it, about them like like they're beyonce well <laughs> <laughs> Fluffy, big, and huge. What part of Beyonce's fluffy, no, big, and huge? I, just your emotion. Oh well, yeah. Not, I mean, not I, the words so much. I mean, a dream for me would be able to take Beyonce to Tasty Tacos for dinner. How's that? Dinner and drinks. How's that? that? Some of the taco, uh, you know, spill on your spill shirt. Spill on her. Yeah. On, yeah. You, you laugh it off. Yes, Tommy. Pat? Did you know Captain Steve once took Linda Ronstadt to Donutland? Yes, and Stevie Nicks. I don't know if you've heard that story. Stevie Nicks peed on him, or no, puked on him. (laughs) Jesus. Here we go, Tom. Um, Is this the unraveling? But we're almost done, man. It's almost ten thirty, and we're just starting to unravel. So we're gonna nip it in the bud. Actually, yeah, this is uh, this has been a pretty. It's been pretty good. Pretty good. We've had, but I think Lavar set us on a good course too. He kind of segued to talk about music, but but yes, Tommy, I have heard that story, I, a few times. Better story though, Stevie Nicks or Linda Ronstadt? Who do you like better, Captain? Which what interaction did you enjoy the most? Ronstadt. Okay. I would think well, so. yeah. Who was hotter in their day? She didn't feel good. Who was hotter in their day? That's a I tough one. Yeah, that is a tough one. Uh, Linda Ronstadt was. I would take Linda Ronstadt a hundred times out of a hundred, personally. I mean, I could see that. I'm not this definitely you are. I mean, did you not find Stevie Nicks in her prime attractive? Uh, I didn't. I inter- didn't love Stevie Nicks particularly. I didn't okay. interact with Stevie Nicks, and I interacted with Linda Ronstadt. Okay. I didn't love Stevie Nicks's voice, especially I mean, as she got older. Thing. Okay, yeah. I, she's not a very good singer anymore. Yeah, and I, I don't like her voice. But Rumors is one of the greatest. It's fantastic. One of the greatest albums ever made. It would yeah. probably be in my top ten if I ever did a top ten. I don't know if I could do a top ten albums. You think you could? Would you have like oh, seven Beatles albums in it? Probably. If you could only have one Beatle album, you know, then mine would, would be, be Sgt. Pepper's, and I know a lot of people would disagree with that. Uh, Abbey Road's good. I would have to do Abbey Road just because of the medley. Sure. It was could, just too good. I could see that. I mean, there are a lot of people that swear by Revolver. Oh, well, Revolver's great. I'd do Blonde on Blonde, Dylan, number one. Okay. I mean, yeah. to each his own. Now, so here's blonde one. on Blonde is something completely different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's on Channel 847 <laughs> at 2 a.m. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. But no, Rumors is just, there's not a bad song on it. No, it's no, that's a great album. And I, I liked Fleetwood Mac um, a lot. But What do you think of Tusk? 
Uh, interesting. That was interesting. It was weird. I didn't. It, Definitely weird. It didn't grow on me though. It caught my attention. I listened to it, and it, it was different. Yeah, that came yeah. right after rumors, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was different, and um, pr- probably wasn't the direction for them to go, as it turns out. Yeah, and obviously they battled with their demons. Yes, you know, relationship-wise, drug-wise. I mean, I remember Stevie Nicks said she was told by her doctor if she did any more coke, her nose would like have a hole in it or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that's usually a good time to it's a good sign to stop when your nose is about ready to about ready to. Uh, Get a hole in it. But yeah, they were in their peak good. in the seventies when cocaine was just I mean it was rampant. Well, she yeah. wasn't that night she wasn't screwed up or anything. She was it, just sick? Yeah, she was sick and she just got off the bus and they would a long bus ride and everything. Was it a lot of hurl or just a, uh, like dry heaves? Just, <laughs> I think there's a band called Dry Heaves. I bet there is. Probably. But um, so was it a legitimate hurl? Like she just, like I did to the she girl. She just it, it threw up. At it the fraternity house. Yeah. Because mine was legitimate. It yeah. had the doggery and probably some Domino's pizza, and it just all went on this poor girl's lap and chest. Thanks. And I'll never live that down. No, no, you won't. Have you ever vomited on a, anyone? I have not. <laughs> so it was really I rare. Have not. Most people probably have not vomited on anyone. Would you agree? Yes, I vomited it on myself. Well, as a baby, I'm sure, but most adults... Johnny vomit and the dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, Seattle or Sweden? Uh-uh. An acoustic act? Uh, Mississippi. Wow, okay. Think they're vaccinated? <laughs> Johnny, vom- Johnny vomit and the dry heat. Yeah. Wow. What kind of music? Let me, heavy metal? Pop. An American high school garage band <laughs> formed in the mid-1980s in... A uh, Corinth, uh, Mississippi, uh, that featured future leaders of the Oblivions and the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Um, Jesus. They supported Johnny Vomit on two seven-inch records is- issued on Goner Records. Hmm. hmm. Uh, How about that? Th- you know, they became the Squirrel Nut Zippers, which is a very successful Which I have band. heard about. I sort yeah. of have heard of that. Well, yeah. That's a band that still plays to this day? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's a small world, isn't it? Johnny Vomit in the Dry Heaves. <laughs> Can't imagine why they changed that name. The Dry Heaves are not fun. No. I think we've all had the Dry Heaves, yeah, haven't we? It's been so long. <laughs> yeah. Since you've had the Dry Heaves? Yeah. Any kind of heaves. Yeah, for me Here's, it's been... Here's uh, one of their songs called Rage. You're going to play it? A little, little bit. A little, little bit of it. Let's see. What if there's cussing? Well, first the chance doing, we take. First, they're uh, doing a bong. <laughs> is that what that is? That... Yeah. Mosh pit. They toured Israel. Last year, the dry heaves are still together. Johnny Vomit went off on his own to school. In the school. Well, of course he did. That so, music did nothing for me. But the dry heaves. No, I don't like that. The dry heaves are still together. Good for them. No, that's not the kind of music I like. Maybe they're opening up for the cow sills. That's way heavy metal. Yeah, that's thrashy. Yeah, that's, thrashy. I've just never yeah. been into that. No. Then that, I mean, have you ever heard, have you ever heard Slipknot? Yeah. 
I, their sound yeah. doesn't. It, no, it doesn't do anything for me. But, but it does something for somebody. They're popular. Man, they made a lot of money. I just don't understand the the, they toured the attraction. The world. Are you still doing the heaves? Yeah, the dry heaves have a, a Facebook page. Well, hell, Hawk Fanatic has a Facebook page. That's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a Facebook page. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Well, uh, Let's see. Boy, this is devolved. <laughs> he's yeah. the one that I'm, I'm ready to move on. He's, he's, this was my fault. I let him there, and he not only opened no, they, the door. He uh, disbanded in uh, 2016. Oh. The dry heaves did? Yeah. Oh, but no. Johnny, what's his name again? Johnny Vomit. Vomit? He's yeah, still Vomit. performing, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. He goes by the name and, John. And now. now he's now John Vomit. John their, Pearl. Their cover picture yeah. <laughs> Don't tell on me. Facebook is... Puke? Uh, yeah, yeah, on people's faces. Ew. God. <laughs> Ew. With that. Thanks again to LeVar Woods for being our Who guest Who has today. nothing to do with the last five minutes of discussion. And thanks to Andy Garman. You want it thanks to Andy Garman for helping to organize this. Yes, I mean, thanks, um, Andy. I appreciate it. I, I'm, hopefully our listeners did. I'm sure they did. It was real fun talking to LeVar. And remember, we won't be on Friday. Tyler's got to work. Oh, that's right. You're going to work. He's so. got to work. So. And I, I, I'm just not going to be able to call in. And, and Lang will be here because Hunter was off. Do I hate, you should okay. do a Hawk Fanatic with Lang carrying the torch, the Hawkeye torch. Lang. Bring the depth chart in and just break it down. Be the White Sox Fanatic. Man, yeah. the hell, they're better than the Cubs. Uh, Cubs won yesterday, sure. though. Yeah, they did. So. All right, uh, hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free.